honest question, pals. Are you scared to start your business or to do the next big thing that you know you need to do to grow your audience or grow your business? If you are like, I don't know, most people I've ever met, there is some little bit of fear in there (laughs) that has tried to keep you from starting the thing. And I think it's something that honestly, we all deal with to some degree and on some levels, some less than others. Like starting something new is not generally something that freaks me out, but sometimes taking the step to really up level it, I have to like talk myself into it. So in this podcast, I am going to walk you through some mindset shifts and some really practical steps to overcome your fear of starting or doing the next thing to up level your big God-given dream. Welcome to Jumpstart Your Dreams. I am Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, business growth coach, content strategist, barrel racer, worship leader, wrangler of tiny humans, and champion of your God-given dreams. If you are finally ready to feel confident pursuing your God-given dreams, know Jesus more, and learn how to market and actually grow your business without losing your mind, then tell the dog to quit barking, grab a notepad and that third cup of coffee, and listen in for some shoot you straight, visionary, and practical tips to get you the breakthrough you've been looking for. I want to preface the beginning of this podcast with a little bit of background information. So several years ago, my husband and I were at a marriage conference with uh, that Jimmy Evans does, and in that particular year, he was talking about um, strength, strength-based marriage, which sounds like a great book that I still have not read sitting on my shelf, just being honest here. <laughs> but in that, in that conference, they talked about the Clifton Strength Finders test. And it's a personality-ish test that basically breaks down your strengths, your individual strengths. And you can pay, I think it's like 80 bucks for all of your strengths, um, like from top to bottom or you can pay at that time, it was like 15 bucks for your top five strengths. Highly recommend it. It was super, super helpful and something that I have drawn on again and again and again. But anyway, in that test, I learned that my top five strengths are to command, compete, communicate, activate, and believe, which if you know me personally, is no surprise that command, compete, and communicate are my top three. But that one in there, activate, was really eye-opening to me because forever and always I would just like get started on something and sometimes it was really messy it was really messy action and my husband is very different in that aspect like he will figure the things out before he does the things which praise God it's a huge (laughs) blessing to our marriage that he does that but for a long time I was like I I mean why don't you just start I just just start and you figure it out along the way because that's how I'm wired but this is relevant I promise that activate gift has been super super helpful for me and for our marriage and for so many of our friends and family that I've been able to help with it because I'll just help you get started right it might be messy so as I'm talking about these things in this podcast overcoming your fear of starting or doing the next thing please know that 
I'm not necessarily saying I struggle with all of these things. There are some of these things that I have struggled with and I do struggle with to a small degree, but I have a God-given gift to help just start and jumpstart and quote, activate according to that person, that specific personality test. So know that because as I've observed people and coached people and just helped friends and family and different clients with this, I realized that there are so many people who struggle with starting or taking the first steps and just jumping into doing the things that God has called them to do. And there are so many amazing dreams and amazing purposes that are left unfulfilled because of that fear of starting. So I want to read you this quote from Les Brown. And it said, he says, the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was too afraid to take that first step, keep with the problem, or determined to carry out their dream. And that quote, I've heard it thrown out there and I've heard different variations of that quote for years and years but it just breaks my heart that there are so many people that God has an amazing plan for their life for your life for my life that they've never fulfilled all of their potential because they were too afraid and so I want to talk today about that about overcoming that fear of starting or doing the next thing to propel your dream further And the first thing I want to talk to you about today is I want you to recognize where that fear is coming from, the root of that fear. So baseline, baseline that we have to establish here is John 10, 10, which says that the thief, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we might have life to the full till it overflows. That's the amplified version. So know that. Satan comes to bring fear, to steal, to kill and destroy your God-given dreams. And Romans chapter 14, like the very last verse, I think it is, it says that anything not born of faith is sin. And so we need to be people who live lives of faith, not fear. And so we need to know and we need to recognize and we need to get to what the root of that fear is. Now, I'm going to give you a tip here that is going to seem kind of counterintuitive, but bear with me because it makes sense in the end. I want you to play out worst case scenario. So you're scared to start a business. You're scared to invest in something to help you up-level your business. You're scared to do the things that it's going to take to optimize your business. Play it out. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Your business fails and you have to go get another job. You have to go flip burgers. You have to pay back some loans, like worst case scenario, right? Like it's, if everything, if all the crap hits all the fans, worst case scenario, you're in debt, you disappointed a few people maybe, and you have to go get a different job. It's really not that bad. Like it would stink, yes, but it's really not that bad. And it's not something that you need to let hold you back. Okay. Now, the next thing I want you to think about is this. I want you to think about what is the end result of not doing that thing that's on your heart to do? What's the end result of not starting your business or investing money that you genuinely need to invest to grow your business or grow your audience or get clear on your marketing strategy? What's the end result of not doing that thing? 
And usually the end result of not doing that thing feels a lot like frustration. It feels a lot like being dissatisfied. It feels a lot like living an apathetic life that's lacking passion because you're not doing the thing that God created you to do and called you to do and will ultimately bring glory to him and bless you and bless your family, right? So what's the end result of not doing the thing that you are scared to do? Okay. And now I want to ask you this question or present this thought. If there is still some fear going on about starting that thing, there's probably an identity issue in there somewhere because ultimately to do the things that God has called us to do and be successful to the level that he wants us to be successful, our identity has to be rooted in who he says that we are because everything else, like our titles, like if you go from being, you know, a business owner to a business coach, if you go from being, you know, single to married, not a parent to a parent, like your identity can't be rooted in your titles because those things change, nor can your identity be rooted in your level of success or your income because that shifts, right? Your identity and my identity as Christ followers and Christian entrepreneurs has to be rooted in who God says we are. There's a ton of scriptures in the New Testament that are specifically, they say in him, in Christ, it, with those kind of that kind of phrasing, those are the kind of scriptures that you need to dig into, memorize, post, confess, speak, declare over your life to really, really, really get solid on who you are in Christ. And I actually have a freebie for you. It's something that I stole from my pastor's wife. My, now my pastor, she knows I stole it. It's fine. But it's just the, the who am I scriptures is what she calls it. Um, but they really are scriptural affirmations to get more confidence because you and I have to have our identity rooted in Christ if we're going to succeed to the level that God wants us to and have the peace inside that he longs for us to have. And so if you have that underlying fear of starting, of stepping out, like there's probably an identity issue in there somewhere that, hi, there's scripture to fix, so let's fix it, right? And then I also want to think about getting to the root of that fear from the man woman differences and our strengths. So I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but a woman's number one need is security and a man's number one need is honor. And a woman's question that she is always asking from, from the time that she's a little girl is, do you see me? And a man's question that he is constantly asking from the time that he's a little boy is, do I have what it takes? And so for a woman, that root fear often leads back to, if I do this thing, I won't have the security of either finances or family support or, you know, the approval of people that matter to me. And for a man, I think often that fear of starting that thing or doing the thing, up-leveling the thing that God has called him to do is he doesn't feel like he has what it takes. And ultimately God has created us to first take those questions as we're children to our earthly fathers. And then they point us to our heavenly father. And this is like, there's literally books on this subject. John and Stacy Eldridge have some amazing books on that. But just a brief overview that I really think will be eye-opening for you is as a woman, you need to know that God sees you, he loves you, he cares for you, that he approves of you. Even if you never win 
again, even if you never, you know, super succeed at that thing that you are trying to succeed at. And as a man, you need to know that God is going to enable you to do that thing, that you do have what it takes because Jesus lives inside of you. And I know that I got real deep, real fast, but I truly believe that recognizing what that root fear is and kicking it in the teeth is going to help you not only start this thing or up level this thing that you're currently struggling with, but it's going to help you do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that God has for you to do. The number two thing that I want to talk about today in overcoming your fear of starting is to realize that every expert was once a beginner. And I know that that's a kind of a cliche thing that lots of people want to say, but really like nobody looks fantastic on their first attempt of something. (laughs) Like really, really your first, your first logo for your business is probably going to be a little janky. Your first website might look like you know, a 10 year old designed it. Your first podcast is not going to be your best podcast. Your first blog is not going to be your best blog ever. Nobody looks fantastic on their first attempt. It truly, truly is a growth process for everyone. Yes. Yes. I know there are some people who have like more natural gifts than others. And there's always that one person, (coughs) my husband, who's athletic, super athletic and can make almost anything look easy. But if he had to sit down and do what I do for work, he would stumble his way through it a little at first too. And if he had to climb on a barrel horse that I've ridden for, you know, years and know all the buttons and like, don't even have to think about how to cue her. If he had to do that, he wouldn't look real great either because he doesn't, he's not, he's, he's still a beginner at that. Okay. And, and I would look like that doing his job too. Right. So I want you to, I want you to recognize that every expert was once a beginner and the people that you are admiring in whatever field you're aspiring to be in and people who are at quote the top, like they have been doing it for a long time and have a lot of practice to get that good. And guess what? If they keep practicing, if they keep doing that thing, they're going to be better in five years because you get better at doing the thing by doing the thing. And then the next thing I want to encourage you with is this, that starting something new and big and scary or taking a big leap or a big risk is kind of like flexing a muscle. It gets easier and you get stronger the more that you do it. So when I first started blogging, uh, gosh, was it six, almost, was over, it was five years ago. Um, So I I had a newborn baby girl and the Lord just was like, you need to do this and you need to do it now. And so I was like, okay. When I first started blogging, it took me, I don't even know, like, it took me probably an, maybe three, four, five, six hours start to finish to write a blog and publish a blog. I know it took me at least two hours to get the booger on my website. Like it was not fast. And now I can, I just timed myself. I wrote a blog from my podcast and had it posted, linked all the things done in an hour. And they're much better blogs now. <laughs> And when it came time for me to start this podcast, there was a lot of overwhelming things, right? I learned from the best Steph gas, see my affiliate link in the description. If you're interested, I learned from the best, but it still was like, (gasps) I'm going to like start a podcast and like be giving advice into people's earbuds. It was a little bit intimidating. And then I thought about, you know, the time and I thought about, oh my gosh, what if people listen and they don't like it or all these things. 
But I knew from experience of flexing that muscle and starting that new thing or up-leveling my business with that thing, I knew that, you know what? I've already flexed this muscle. I can do this. I can start something. I can make it work. And it's going to get easier. Because I think a lot of times we get turned off from doing the thing that's on our heart to do because we try it once. We're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Or this is takes so long that we forget or don't remind ourselves or not aware of it gets easier. So that's really the fourth thing I have for you is remember that it gets easier. The thing that God has called you to do, the next step, starting, whatever it is that you're working on, it gets easier the longer that you do it. I mean, just so this is a very simplistic example, but it makes a lot of sense. Think about when you were first learning how to write. If you don't remember that far back, watch a kindergartner write. It is not a quick thing for them to write their name. It's not a quick thing for them to write words. Whereas you and I, we write our name and it literally takes like half a second because we've been doing it a long time. It gets easier. And the fifth tip I have for you is this. I want you to recognize your own strengths and weaknesses. So like I talked about earlier with the Clifton Strength Finders test, one of my strengths is being an activator, which means that I will just start the thing. And um, one a couple of my friends, um, Steph Gass and her amazing assistant integrator, Lydia Santos. So we've had this ongoing conversation because Steph is currently one of my clients. And we've just had this ongoing conversation about how Steph and I are wired very similarly in that we will jump out of the plane and not even ask questions and build our parachute on the way down versus Lydia will like measure to the ground, figure out the rate of falling and, you know, how bad is this going to hurt? What do I need to prepare for? You know, have the parachute and have all the things like both are needed both are vital. And I joke with Lydia pretty regularly about how she's just like, I need Lydia in my life to keep my poop in a group. (laughs) And like my husband is really great at figuring out, okay, you need this step and this step and this step and this step and this thing in place and this thing in place and this thing in place to get where you want to go. Both are needed gifts, both are valid, but you need to recognize your strengths and your weaknesses so that you can get to where you want to go. And if you're somebody that really, truly just struggles to get started, find somebody in your life who is going to encourage you and push you to just start the thing. You can figure the things out on the way down. You can build your, you can build your parachute on the way down. You can figure out some of the back end stuff on your business on the way. You don't have to have your workflow and all of your systems in place to handle 150 clients before you even have one, right? So recognize your strengths and weaknesses. Honestly, the strength finders test, I've recommended it to lots of people. It's an amazing resource and it's really eye-opening actually. So if you're like Faith, I don't even know what you're talking about spend the dollars, take the test. I'll include the link in my description. Okay. The next thing I want to talk to you about is this. If you don't step out, you miss it twice. And this is actually a quote that I've stolen from Brother Hagen and Jim Hockaday. Um, my husband and I both went to Rama Bible Training Center, so we're very familiar with Brother Hagen and his teachings. Loved it. Um, anyway, but the thing is, sometimes you're going to have an idea. And sometimes it's a great idea. Sometimes it's not such a great idea. And this goes hand in hand with like business ideas and with lo- following the Holy Spirit. 
if you don't step out, if you don't try that thing, if you don't, if you think that you hear the Holy Spirit give you direction and you're like, I'm not going to do it and you don't do it, you miss it twice because one, you didn't follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And two, you don't know if you heard him right or not. And the same thing with a business idea or with starting something or up-leveling something. If you don't do it, and granted, you can't do all of them at once, talking to people like me who have 800 new ideas a day. But if you don't do that thing that you know you're supposed to do because you're afraid, you miss it twice because you don't learn from it. And I want to encourage you, like, just do it. I'm not saying you need to do all the things because I get it. I have 800 new ideas a day and only 24 hours in a day. Like there's no way that I could implement all of the things. And I'm not saying that you need to start every single business that comes into your mind, but you know what that thing is that you're supposed to be doing that you're not doing because you're scared. And if you don't do that thing, if you don't start that thing, then you really do miss it twice. Okay. And this next, this next quote, I got off of a a show on the Magnolia Network or Discovery Network, one of those. And it's, they will let you try again. So I started watching this show. I think it was called Duval Kitchens or Duval Interiors. I literally only watched like six minutes because it was a little too slow moving for what I needed at the moment. As far as like, there was just, I'm just like, get to the point, get to the rat killing. Anyway, (laughs) but the guy that started this business that is now featured on Magnolia Network in this whole show. His last name is Duvall, I'm pretty sure. And they walked through like several of the businesses that he had started and some of them failed. And they were interviewing him at the beginning and he said, they'll let you try again. (laughs) Even if you fail, they'll let you try again. And really that encouraged me so much because sometimes we get so in our head about this thing that we want to do And we're so worried about what everybody's going to think. Oh my gosh, what if I fail? You know, like, what are they going to say? Like, who cares? They'll let you try again. There's no idea police out there that's like, oh, you had an idea and you followed through and it failed. You can't do anything ever again. No, no. It's okay if you fail, but just don't let that failure keep you from trying again. Proverbs talks about though the righteous fall seven times, they will rise again. It's not the perfect people that end up winning in the end. It's the getting back up people. So if you have failed or you've had, you know, a learning experience that was less than pleasant before, it's okay to try again. There's nobody out there that's going to physically stop you from trying again. It's okay. You can try again because, and this is my last point, I promise, because at the end of the day, the only one whose approval matters is Jesus because he's given you a gift. He's given you ideas. He's given you an amazing calling that he needs you to fulfill. There are people on the other side of your bravery that need to see a more complete picture of God and his character and nature that they are not going to see if you and I don't step out in boldness and step into the things that God has created us to do. When I was in high school and I was high school rodeo, there was a guy who, he was a preacher and he traveled to a lot of the high school rodeos and his name was Tilt James. And he gave this example several times. And 
I mean, I can't tell you how many sermons I've heard since then, hundreds, if not thousands of sermons, but this message has really stuck with me and struck me to my core. And he taught how in the throne room of God, there are these creatures that are really hard for our earthly minds to comprehend. They're surround, they're like covered in eyeballs and they're constantly going around the throne of God. And every time they move, they see something new in the character and nature of God that causes them to cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty forever and ever and ever for all eternity. And you and I have been given God's character and nature to reveal on this earth. But we've all been given different gifts. You don't reveal things about the character and nature that I do. Now, granted, this is like, you know, living holy and sanctified and like, you know, me throwing a temper tantrum is not revealing the character and nature of God. But when I walk in my gifts and you walk in your gifts and you love people, how God has enabled you to love people. And I love people, how God has enabled me to love people. It shows the world a more complete picture of God that they won't see if we're too scared to start the thing that God has called us to do. So when the voice of the enemy is in your ear telling you to not do it because of this or this or this or this or this, but you know that you know that you know that God has called you to do that thing. First, I want you to tell the devil to shut up. He's a liar, liar McLiar, and all he ever does is lie. And then I want you to focus on Jesus and his goodness and the calling of God in your life to do that thing because there are people waiting on the other side of your bravery to see the character and nature of God in a way that only you can reveal it. So I'm going to pray over you as I close this out. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the people that are hearing this podcast, Lord, that they would have just an infusion of divine strength, Lord, and divine um, enablement, Lord, that you would help them know the grace of God on their life, to lean into that and to walk fully in the things that you have called them to do. And in the name of Jesus, I link up with them and I command fear and a spirit of fear to get out because you have not given them, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound, well-balanced mind. And so Father, I thank you that you give them the courage to follow your voice, to follow your leading, to do the things that you have created them to do and to overcome the fear of starting. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Until next time, y'all, press in, be bold, do the things that God has called you to do because it matters, you matter, and the call of God is worth it. Thank you so much for listening in today. It means the world that you tuned in. Hopefully this episode inspired you, challenged you, and left you feeling like you really can do the thing that God has called you to do, even if you need a nap first. If it did, can I ask you a couple favors? Would you please subscribe so you don't miss a thing? Share this episode with a friend and take 30 seconds and go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it bless my socks off to know that this is helping you, but it will help spread this message to more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs. Connect with me over on Instagram at Faith Hannon and find out about all the things, courses, coaching, and copywriting at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.